Hello and welcome to another episode of Words With Myself. I overthink things a lot. I always have done. I've always been someone to consider the variables, to think through the situation and to kind of play out the scenarios in my head and consider all of the different outcomes that might possibly come out of a situation. This has always been something that I have considered somewhat of a superpower. My ability to process data and to understand and foresee how something might turn out so that I can make better decisions. I've always used it to my advantage, but it also comes with a huge downside of massive amounts of anxiety. Because when you consider all possible options and weighing up the pros and cons and looking at the absolute worst way it could turn out and the best way it can turn out and wondering where on the spectrum it will fall and knowing that you can't really control it, you can just predict it, but predicting your own demise is not really useful if you can't do anything about it. You know, if you are doing something, you think, oh, well, I could possibly die if I get this wrong. And obviously, it's my intention to get it right. But knowing that me getting it wrong is a risk. Well, that is outside of my control now. I have thought about the possibilities. I have thought about the risk and I have to decide them if that's a risk I'm willing to take. Unfortunately, this method of thinking and analysing tends to cause more problems than it actually solves because you end up talking yourself out of things. Like, I can hold two very good arguments in my head, a pro and a con, and argue them out all by myself, like, internally, and end up producing two very compelling arguments And what happens is that you can't decide between the two. You see the pro, you see the con, and the best thing to do seems to be to do nothing because the risks are almost too overwhelming to make a decision on how it is best to go forward. And you kind of end up in this paralysis state where you can't decide what to do or you're spending too much time analysing and considering and weighing up the options than just doing and taking action, which ends up becoming a vicious circle because the more you don't take action, the more you have time to worry and consider and be anxious. And you end up spiralling down and being so worried about all of the stuff that you're not doing and all of the stuff that you could be doing or should be doing. And you just end up in this negative spiral of just overthinking all the time and never really coming to any real conclusions or taking action or solving your problems. But as I've gone through life and learned and worked with myself to understand where this comes from and what the root of it really is, and I realised that I didn't want to get rid of the anxiety because I also knew that it was helping and like the, the same technique, the same methodology like the same mechanics that I was using to overthink and be anxious was also the same kinds of thought and mechanics that was enabling me to be really methodical and break down data and be logical and be really good at my job and to analyse stuff and to be proficient and to be strategic. And it was the same skill almost. It was just applied in a different way. 
And what I've come to realise is that anxiety can only manifest when we're not present. The lack of presence is what turns that conscious awareness into anxiety. And when I realised this, it was like mind-blowing for me because I realised that you cannot truly be present and anxious at the same time. And if you have an anxiety issue, you have an issue with being present and in the moment. And even one of the remedies when someone's having an anxiety attack is to bring themselves into the present moment, to identify the objects around the room, to say, blue wall, picture of horse, cup on the table, you know, just to list off what you see. And this brings you back into the present moment and out of that panic attack anxiety state. We have always had this ability to be strategic and to plan and to evaluate risk and to think things through before we do it. And that's part of what makes us human, is our ability of foresight and our ability to evaluate the risks and to see potential areas where we might die or something might cause us harm or we might eat something that isn't good for us. And when we think about it, back then that fight or flight mechanics, that analysing risk mechanics was used in the present moment because our awareness was attached to so many things in the present moment. We weren't going about our days looking at our phone and in our heads and, you know, you had to be aware of everything that was around you because it was dangerous, you know, you had to think about what you're treading on. You couldn't just walk through the woods, you had to be aware of what was on the ground. You had to be listening for predators, looking at your surroundings, trying to identify places where food might be growing or tracking animals, looking for water sources, all of this different stuff that was, our awareness was consumed by stuff in the present moment. We had to be hyper aware, but it was applied in a way that wasn't just a internal dialogue constantly provoking us and feeling like we're at war with ourselves. It was just a constant stream of what the present moment was relaying to us, like the information that was in front of us. We weren't thinking about dinner in two weeks or holidays in months. You know, we were thinking about right now, what do I have to do to survive? I need water. Okay, I need to go and find water. So I'm looking for green plants that will show signs of, you know, water being close by, all of this stuff. And the way that we were processing information was the same way we're processing information now, but it was far more present. So now we know what the problem is. We know that that anxiety, that overdrive, all of that stuff that causes problems and, you know, that drives us mad because we end up in this paralyzed state or trapped by fear, all happens because we're outside of the present moment. And this is why so many of us keep busy, why we're always doing things. Because when we're doing things, we're applying that awareness. So that anxiety isn't the same because that anxiety is translated into awareness. So we're thinking about what we're doing, potential strategies, how we can work around a problem or how we can do something more efficiently, what I need to do in order to get the task done. This is the same thinking that is the anxious thinking. It's just applied in a different way because you may be distracted with something but you're distracted in a way that you're thinking in the present moment. 
where you're applying that thought to what's happening right in front of you and what you're doing versus something that's going to happen in the future. But what happens is we stop whatever we're doing, we take a break or we end up finishing for the day and then in the evening or whenever we've stopped, that's when those thoughts go into overdrive. That's when we start to worry and be consumed by this anxiety and think, about all of the different possibilities and what we're doing wrong in life and you know we get all of those anxious episodes or it might be that you know we're going out like for instance a good example is shopping like I don't really like shopping and I tend to get quite anxious when I'm out shopping and if I'm looking for something specific and I'm searching for like a book or something and I'm like you know right what I've got to do is I've got to go here go to Waterstones grab the book come out and go home then I don't really notice the anxiety when I'm shopping but if I'm just kind of moseying around the shops and not really looking for anything specific well then I start to notice the people and everything else in the situation and I'm not really in that task driven state of mind so my mind is more free to wander and to worry and to be anxious because it has more bandwidth to do so. I'm not concentrating on a particular thing or hyper-focusing. I'm then allowing my mind to think about, oh, what do I really want here? And, you know, where am I going? And, oh, is there going to be people there? And what are they going to say? And, oh, what does this shop assistant want? Why are they looking at me all the time? And why have they asked me three times if I want something? Do they think I'm going to steal something? All of these random thoughts that just flood my head when I'm just doing something, you know, typically normal, like just going about my day-to-day business, but completely overthinking everything. And it's because I'm not direct, you know, I'm not in the present moment. I'm completely out of my body watching myself go about the task. And really, I'm just up in my head as if I'm in a little control ship. And I'm just watching myself as if I was in a movie, like, oh, I'm doing this wrong. Why am I walking funny? I should be walking differently. Everybody else seems to be walking just fine. Nobody else is this weird. I'm like just picking myself apart because I feel like I'm watching myself in third person. And I'm not really attached to my experience. I'm just criticizing it almost and just watching it like I'm just eating popcorn, watching someone do something on the screen. And this is when that anxiety starts to flood in because I'm not present. I'm not in there. I'm not taking in the sights and the smells and I'm not thinking about my footing and where I'm going to place it and if I'm going to step on something sharp. I'm taking all of that for granted. I'm not focusing on breathing right or keeping my ears open for predators, I'm just worrying. And not really about anything in particular, just worrying. And that is the issue, is that you're not present. I'm not present when I'm in that state. I'm in a state of worry, which has to happen in the future. I'm worried about things that I don't know, and I'm so wrapped up in eventualities or situations or expectations of how something is going to play out or what might potentially happen, that I'm not thinking about what is happening right now, where I am right now, what I'm doing right now, what is around me. And most of that is because we don't have to. You know, I'm not worried about a lion coming and snatching me out of the shopping center when I'm going to buy clothes. 
I'm not thinking about treading on glass because I'm wearing shoes and I have all of this comfort and if it rains, well, fine, I've got a jacket and like, you know, I'm not planning anything in particular or really being worried about that much stuff, like actual stuff that is going to happen in the present moment. I'm more worried about oh, I've got something due for work, or I must get this done, or what happens if I don't succeed in life, or what happens if, you know, I can't get this right. All of that stuff is where my mind's going. I'm not thinking about concerns with what is happening now. And allowing your mind to go into that overdrive means you're always going to allow yourself to be taken out of the present moment. So if you find yourself overthinking, going into this overdrive state or worrying and this incessant thoughts that flood your mind and you feel like there's no escape, that is when you need to remind yourself to be present, to take in what is around you, to take in what is happening now, to breathe, to focus on that breath, to bring yourself back to now. Anxiety can't live there. Anxiety has to happen in uncertainty. And what you're uncertain about is what is coming, not what is happening now. So the second that you bring yourself back to now, you'll see that that anxiety fades away. And it may come back, but then you've gone away from the present moment again. And part of that will be due to boredom, because nothing is happening in the present. You know, you're sitting on your sofa and, you know, not really interested in what's going on on the TV or you're waiting for your bus and nothing really interesting is happening, so your mind is wandering. But what you can do is make conscious practices to keep yourself present during these moments of idleness, to focus on your breath or to work on your balance or to take in the world around you, to observe what people are doing, to look at the birds and the trees and the plants and what you can smell and what you can hear, to just be more present and look at the information that you have now. And it may not be a state that you can maintain forever or permanently, but it might be something that gives you a bit of grace, that allows you to step outside of this anxiety, to let go of it for once and to just remind yourself like, no, I'm living now. Everything that I have to be concerned about is around me. To look and to listen and to enjoy this moment and to spend it wisely. And instead of worrying and thinking about what might happen, use that time to do something that you want to do to solve a puzzle or reach out to a loved one or to have a phone conversation or to sit there in silence and take in the world around you. But if you are being overwhelmed with anxiety, you can remind yourself that the solution is always there and it's always to be present. Thank you for listening.